You're tuned in to the story behind the business. This is Leyland Diano, and this is brought to you by Agency Media and the Westland Group. We're out of uh, beautiful Langley, British Columbia, Canada. My co-hosts are Adam Bessie and Joel McDonald. This interview is, I was fortunate enough to take this one on solo, a little selfishly. It's with a legendary PGA, ex-PGA golfer, uh, Dick Zokel, um, and his transition from from PGA and golf and, and not retiring to uh, to getting in the real estate biz. And he's currently working on a, on a project called, uh, it's not so much a project, but a development in a community called Predator Ridge, which is now near Vernon, British Columbia. Uh, so I got to chat with him about that transition and, you know, how he finds the passion to do what he does, uh, to do what he does. And also, um, you know, what he's doing with life and how he's just, you know, he's nonstop. He's, he's focused. Yeah, great call. Check it out. Some of your accomplishments sure. in, uh, okay. in, in your history. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. It, it, yeah. And it, how it ties to Predator Ridge is, as uh, you know, I played on the PGA Tour for 21 years, and um, and and went through you know all that. Member of the Canadian Golf Hall of Fame, BC uh, Golf Hall of Fame, all that. Blah blah blah. Um, I then, uh, as it relates to Predator Ridge, my agent, who used to be managing director of IMG Canada, is Brad Pelche. He's the senior vice president of Westfield Okanagan, and he's the guy who runs Predator Ridge and has for the past seven years. So that's kind of the connection. Ah, okay. Maybe, okay. That's awesome. Do you want to maybe further elaborate on, on some of the... We'll, you know, we'll move over to the Predator Ridge stuff, but I'd love to hear a little bit more of insight on, you know, what, sure. it, what it was you, like. You go, you go with the questions. Start yeah. the, you know, just start the clock on it, and, uh, you know, you just roll out the questions, and I'll respond to what we have. Awesome. So let's let's talk about your your uh, your involvement or back or when you played, you know, when you were on the PGA and, and some of those accomplishments and, and uh, even even where that started, like how, you know, and I know you've spoken about this before, I've, I've read it, but it'd be great to hear firsthand, you know, how you got into golf, um, where the passion is and, and how that how that built up a career. Well, yeah, I, I got into golf, actually. It was quite uh, uh, interesting. I, I was It was a matter of convenience. I lived across the street from the Marine Drive golf course and uh, I started caddying and I became a junior member Marine Drive Golf Club. Actually, it's coming on 50 years now in 1970. And, uh, um, you know, as a young kid growing up, I, my, my family played golf, my father, my mother. And uh, as I was getting into um, high school and such, I, I was kind of hanging around with the wrong group of guys. We were getting in lots of trouble and, uh, and uh, you know, on the verge of getting in trouble with the law at, at before you're 16 years old, that type of thing, and uh, my and my parents came down pretty hard on me in one particular instance where uh, we got into trouble. And my father said to me, "says the only place you can go to is that golf course across the street." And I wasn't one of those kids where I was going to disobey my father and my family, and so I went to the golf course and started spending all my time there. And uh, I was a good athlete in all other sports. And uh, golf uh, happened to be a, a, a particular challenge that I wasn't instantly good at, and it got my attention. And uh, so it was through caddying and playing junior golf at the Marine Drive Golf Club, then starting to play in a little bit of competition. And I really enjoyed the individuality of golf uh, that other team.
team sports didn't provide. I, I really enjoyed that and focused on it. So uh, that's how uh, that's how I uh, I got in, I got started and, and continued wanting to play NCAA golf in the states. And then around the end of high school, I wanted to aspire to be a professional golfer. Awesome. And then so then you you became the professional golfer and you did that. What um uh, what was your what was your next step after golf like I mean you know you're never you've never been done with golf obviously but what was your st- step the next step for you after uh, the PGA? Well, yeah. So my my PGA tour career. I, first of all, I started. I, I was a walk on at Brigham Young University, and and then I left the team four years later as the captain of the team that won the NCAA at Stanford University in 1981. Then um, in, in, from 1982, I joined the PGA Tour, got through this very difficult qualifying called the Qualifying School uh, to get your playing privileges on the PGA Tour. Played 21 years, 92 was my best year, had two victories on the PGA Tour in 1992. And then I retired in, in uh, 2003. And uh, right after that, I, I figured, you know, I wasn't sure that I, uh, what I was going to do. And just following my passion, uh, still relating to golf, um, you know, I started to build and develop a, a very uh, unique golf course. So in 2004, I started and founded uh, um, a Sagebrush Golf and Sporting Club in the Nicola Valley, just outside of Merritt on the uh, Colchena Ranch, when what is now the uh, Douglas Lake Ranch. And the concept of this business was to be a a very exclusive uh, golf course and uh, and corporate retreat for Western Canada and providing a, a new, distinct type of minimalist golf course that's the rage today. And I saw this coming at the, in, in the early 2000s. And then bring in a very warm aspect of corporate retreating and create a, a demand that way where this uh, product, Sagebridge Golf and Sporting Club, was going to deliver um, an experience unlike anything else in Western Canada. And unfortunately, we, we finished the golf course right at uh, the fall of 2008. And, uh, and, and the business model relied on selling real estate in order to pay for the construction costs. And, um, and I lost the property and, and, uh, and stayed on for a few more years at Sagebrush and uh, it was something I was very passionate about and then I left Sagebrush in 2012 and immediately came over to Predator Ridge when Brad Pelche um, uh, he, he started he was the senior uh, uh, vice president for Westville Okanagan and put in charge to run Predator Ridge in uh, July of 2011 and then six months later he hired me to come on board and, and uh, run the golf operations. And I did that for a couple of years, and now uh, it's been six years on the real estate side of Predator Ridge, uh, where I am the golf and, uh, and, and one of the real estate specialists. So uh, it's been that in a nutshell is kind of where I came from and why I'm at Predator Ridge today. Awesome. So can you explain what that exactly, like what do you mean by real estate on the, and the golf side of things? Can you kind of explain that, that business model a little bit? Sure. I can take you through what we basically, when, when I came on board as executive director of, of golf developments at Predator Ridge in 2012, I re- basically ran the golf operations side of it. And, uh, and, and, and because, and I did that for a couple of years and that was kind of, that was interesting. We, 
Uh, Brad also hired AJ Ethorn, who was off the LPGA tour. So we brought in, you know, myself from the PGA tour and AJ Ethorn uh, from the LPGA, and it was quite a, you know, a, quite an announcement for for Predator Ridge. And then Brad, who's an extremely smart person, and do, who's you know, as I as I mentioned earlier, he was my agent. And he was a managing partner for International Management Group in Toronto which is the largest sporting and entertainment uh, ad agency in the world. And Brad has a brilliant mind. And he came to me after a couple of years and he said, you know what, I think we could utilize your profile in professional golf. And given my age, like I'm 60, I'm 61 years old now, given the demographic of the people that have come to Predator Ridge, they're looking to relocate their home. Uh, from the lower mainland of Vancouver and from Alberta, because I'm one of those people. I'm a Vancouver boy, uh, and and we sold our home in White Rock once our kids are were uh, out of the house, and my wife and I were empty nesters, and we wanted to relocate to the Okanagan. So that profile, and 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 given my my, I guess history in in professional golf and notoriety, or um, it would probably serve Predator Ridge better because it would give those who are our targeted customers um, uh, an opportunity to engage with them, which would be more valuable to Predator Ridge as opposed to running the golf operations. So in uh, 2014, I joined uh, uh, Claire Radford as the other uh, real estate specialist at Predator Ridge. So there's two of us. And Claire has been at Predator Ridge for tw almost 20 years now, and she's just a remarkable person and a remarkable mind and, and knows everything inside out in in uh, in Predator Ridge real estate for the past 17 years. So in, in the past 16 years, we have sold a record amount of real estate. And, uh, and so uh, being a golf pro, I didn't ever want to lose my moniker as, a, as, a, as, as golf. And uh, so we created the title as golf and real estate specialist at Predator Ridge. Ah, okay. Interesting. Um, so as, is real estate, like, are, would you say you're equally as personally, are you equally as passionate about real estate as you are golf? Well, I'm learning. Yes, I, I, I would say so. Yes. And, and it's wonderful for us uh, at Predator Ridge because, you know, we've in recent years, we've watched a, a little bit of a decline. Well, in the last year and a half, I'd say we watched a decline and it's so wonderful for Predator Ridge to succeed because our what we're offering from a real estate point of view, a, a sense of community, it's not so much golf, but to be able to provide a community um, in, in that the aging demographics in the, in the baby boomers are are, 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 are are achieving their dream to get to that next chapter after kids are out of the house, so to speak, and to provide it in the manner we did is so gratifying. Um, our product is second to none, not just in British Columbia, but I'm talking about all of Canada. And uh, in, in all the peaks in the valleys, or the economic peaks and valleys, Predator Ridge is constantly number one. And, uh, you know, in this past, as an example, this past August, we had our greatest revenue generating in real estate sales in the history of Predator Ridge. In, in spite of... Uh, the the downturn in real estate sales across the board in Vancouver, which echoes into the Okanagan, Kelowna, uh, Lake Country, and Vernon. So, uh, in spite of 
of the market, uh, what the market is reflecting. It's wonderful from a Predator Ridge uh, aspect to see us performing like we do, and it's a it's a boast to the product, uh, not so much the sales skills, but it literally um, what we're offering, the product and the service, and the community that we offer at Predator Ridge. Yeah, how would you summarize? I mean, you, you just did, but how would you how would you sell the product? How what's the from a sales perspective? Well, like one of our yeah, one of our biggest challenges from a, a, a perception and a sales perspective is that um, a lot of people think Predator Ridge is just a golf or is a golf. In fact, we have two golf courses, but we have and, and that was the case, uh, you know, 28 years ago when Predator Ridge came on board. But in the past, you know, 10 years, um, we are reluctant, as good as we are in golf, and, and our Ridge course is the 10th best ranked golf course in Canada, we very much downplay the golf aspect because it's some, quite often it's a barrier for, for some people uh, in that they go, oh, Predator Ridge, a golf course, uh, you know, I'm not a golfer, so therefore... Um, you know, Predator Ridge probably wouldn't fit us. And that couldn't be further from the truth. We downplay the golf. And, and as a matter of fact, only one-third of our residents, and there's about 800 residents at this point at Predator Ridge, only one-third of those 800 are golfers. And uh, are, oh, wow. we, are ameni- we are amenity-rich. And, uh, you know, a lot of people who, are, who know uh, – that there's this resort on our property or just you got to go through our property to get it called uh, uh, Sparkling Hill Resort, which is uh, Swarovski Crystal Company out of Vienna, Austria. Owned. Yeah, I spoke, with, it, I spoke with them recently, actually, for this same podcast. Yeah, so it's great to have that in our backyard. So if you're a, a resident of Predator Ridge, you have access to our reciprocating clubs that include Sparkling Hill. It also includes the Vancouver Club, the Terminal City Club, the Hollyburn Club. If you're from Calgary, it also includes the Petroleum Club in Calgary. In addition to that, we have uh, 36 kilometers of world-class hiking trails that are equivalent to uh, Whistler's hiking trails, and that connect on to an additional 25 kilometers of of, um, Ellison Provincial Park. And uh, we put on concerts, as an example, a few years back, we had uh, Tom Cochran and Red Ryder on our in concert on our driving range and these these invitations are only open to our, our our homeowners and their guests so it's a private party so we have a thousand people rocking it out on our driving range and, and it's just so much fun we have rodeos we have various events in in all all seasons another example is uh, having what we in the wintertime we have what's called a parka party where uh, it's a you know it's, it starts at six o'clock at night, so it's pitch black. It's a three-kilometer snowshoe contest, and this thing sells out 250 people in about 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And uh, so our community is very vibrant, and it's it's the perfect community for those who are looking to uh, you know and, uh, have the uh, that have the like-mindedness to to want to minimize their headaches, to downsize their home, and turn that chapter into that next quality of life as you are as a 55-plus type of a person. Your kids are out of the house, and you want to – you're very active. You want to enjoy the four seasons. You want to drink some wine. You want to eat some great food, and you want to be around, you know, wonderful people. 
That, that's crazy. I didn't. I didn't know that you were putting on those uh, those types of events, and it's it's almost like a you know you you buy in a, you buy into a lifestyle and a community, but you're almost a part of this exclusive club. Um, how how do you how do you guys market if if you know if well, I, that was really surprising to hear that only one third of the homeowners are golfers. Um, how, how are you? Is it is it like? What are the tactics you're using to market that? Is it word of mouth is what's generating most of your, your, your lead generation and, and ac- customer uh, client acquisition, or, or how do you go to market? Well, we we it's a, you know we're we're very active digitally. We have a, a, a wonderful team through social media and our 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 you know our search engine connections and 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 maximizing that we do heavy advertisement in the Vancouver market uh, through television. We do a lot of, uh, we have engagements with and relationships with uh, um, Sotheby's who expands our reach outside our local region. So when you're in, uh, you know, the Edmonton malls in Calgary, Victoria, Vancouver, Sotheby's is taking a stronger role to expand on that we're getting a lot of reach into the southern ontario market we're seeing a lot of people from the toronto market show up on our doorstep and once they find out how remarkable the okanagan weather is and the wine and the summers and the and the dryness of the seasons um it's very appealing and uh, obviously when if you're coming from vancouver uh, uh and we advertise this heavily uh, and also from the Toronto market that, uh, you know, the, 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 the quality of life and what a million dollars of home gets you in these markets compared to what it gets you at Predator Ridge, uh, you know, you, you, you need to move on to that next chapter and enjoy that quality of life that we offer in our community because it's, it's really second to none. So we, we have a great reach and we're constantly trying to build it. And, but uh, we, are, we are heavy on the, uh, on the digital marketing side as well, as I mentioned. Cool. Um, let's go back to uh, personal personal question. I, I'm interested. What skills do you think you acquired through? You know, interesting from the the, the idea that something a, a turning point in childhood is what sent you down the path of, of, of ending up where you were and the seeing the success you had with golf. What skills and and things did you acquire through golf that you think are really helping you now? Well, I think the what golf does, and, and, and it, golf is a very difficult sport, and in uh, the skill set, you're all by yourself. You're standing out on an island. It's very much like life, and uh, no one is gifted the skill to play golf well. You earn every every ounce of progress uh, as a, from a skill set, and it's, it, it, it parallels life so well. And you know, just because you work hard doesn't mean you're going to uh, be successful. Timing is, is relative. You know, how you treat other people, how you deal with adversity are the most important skills in golf. And I think it really helped me in life and dealing with people. And things didn't come easy. I had to work hard at them. I was, as I mentioned, I was a walk-on. No one, no one wanted me, uh, you know, at the start of university. But I earned it and, and came out of the back end of the NCAA program as a, a captain that won the NCAA. And it's no different as you plant and go through life, and and and, and you you deal with, and you're and you're confronted with adversities. And it's the decisions that you make 
when you face those adversities because there's a fork in the road at each fork in the road you and it and it, it's gonna your success or failure is going to solely deter be determined by the decisions you make and how your perspective is in any given situation so you need to be appreciative you need to be respectful you need to uh, um, understand that uh, you have to persevere if things don't go well. You don't cave your world in. You 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 pick yourself up. You dust yourself off, and you and you proceed, and you keep climbing, and and you don't allow your your, your when you do get beaten down, and that happens a lot. You don't allow it to hold you back. You 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 have a perspective that inspires you. That is critical. It doesn't matter if it's golf. It doesn't matter if it's life. And it's certainly the exact same thing for success in business. Awesome. Um, in your, you know, in your in your career to date, uh, golf and real estate and anything else, do you have a moment where there was almost an aha moment of where someone provided mentorship, um, or there was a conversation that, that you feel uh, really impacted you enough to to kind of head you down a different path or. Or make some, or kind of change your perspective on things to make decisions that have allowed you to end up where you did. Um, yeah. Yep. Well, well, there were there there. One of the things that I wish I had was mentorship because I, you know, I know the golfers now they give back. I spend a lot of the time, a lot of my time, and and wanting to. Um, teach young aspiring professional golfers that's my way of giving back I never had that I wish I did but I do remember a few moments when I met those people you know you probably don't know this George Newton who was one of the all-time great golfers in from Canada and when I met him for the first time and I was so inspired and you know just wanting to walk in his shoes and the inspiration of that, that that he had on me when I met him. Jim Nelford was another fellow who was uh, a few years ahead of me. He's another Vancouver golfer and the best golfer in Canada at the time. And he went to Brigham Young University, and I aspired after him to go there. I wanted to follow in his footsteps. And later, you know, uh, and so once I got there, we became good friends. And there's always those people to look at mentorship and, and even though I do wish I had some, because I think I would have advanced even further if I had a mentor, there was just so few golfers in my time in the, in the 70s. It's kind of not like there's, a, you know, hockey, in NHL hockey. There was a zillion great hockey players, you know, 30 years ago, uh, as there are today. Uh, but there, it just didn't, golf didn't um, uh, lend itself to have a lot of people. And when they were, there were far and few between. So kind of... Um, you know, I was part of that group that trailblazed golf in Canada and was a, a, a lone survivor type of thing. And I, I really wish I did have a mentor, but because uh, it would have shortcutted a lot of things. But uh, regardless, uh, we're, we're golf in Canada is on a very good track right now, and there's a lot of people giving back. And I think that's just something that uh, everybody should do. Cool. Um, okay, the last question I ask, it's partially selfish because I read a lot of books and also because I, I, a lot of people listening uh, mm-hmm. enjoy reading books. Is there a book you've read that had a lot of impact on you? Um, and what, what is that book? And maybe just a quick yeah. summary of why. I think, 
Yeah, the, 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 the biggest book, I read a lot of books as well, and, and I always love the self-help books. I was always pulled to those. The, the first one by Wayne Dwyer. Um, um, your, uh, well, I'm not sure what the heck was it called. Your uh, erogenous zones. Um, all, you know, I think that's the title of it. But the biggest, the book that, that had the greatest impact on me in my career was Tony Robbins' Awaken the Giant Within. And when it when I really decided to make some headway in, I was in the middle of my career, and it led to me winning tournaments. Was I would get that book, and I I would I I forced myself to get up every morning at five o'clock in the morning and read that book for an hour and a half, like a Bible, so to speak. And I would read the book, highlight it. And then when I finished the last page, I turned to the first page and started reading it over and over and over again. Every part of that book, the second, third, fourth, eighth time I read it, I picked up something different because I was in a different place uh, that next time I read it, and part of part of building yourself up is uh, you know the mental aspect of, of it, and that is an area that I very much dive into is the psychological part of 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 performance as it relates to golf and life, and and what I've learned and what I spend a lot of time on is is teaching golfers and people to literally access the present moment i've had the fortune enough to to spend uh and i met eckhart toll a vancouver gentleman who's renowned for the book the power of now and uh, back in 2001 we um we had some mutual friends his agent was a friend of mine and uh went to uh one of his uh presentations and then had dinner I was at a dinner party with him, and at that time, I was, you know, breaking a psychological barrier of my own when I won the 2001 Canadian PGA Championship, and dealing with the the anxieties that come with performance, and and it's the same thing with say public speaking. That's just performance anxiety, and being able to develop the thought skill, which leads to the emotional development of being able to perform under pressure is something that I just thrive on. I believe that the mind is the new frontier for performance in both in golf and in life. And, uh, and I'm a strong advocate of, uh, of, of teaching people the skill to be present and, uh, and so they can reduce that, that anxiety, uh, anxiety that comes with day-to-day living. Awesome. Well, I, uh, I definitely appreciate it.